question that I asked today on Caleb was, can you teach confidence? So, I mean, that's a really good question. Can you teach confidence? And I'm going to say that the answer to confidence, to teaching confidence, rather, is I don't believe you can teach it. I believe you have to instill confidence. And in order to instill confidence, not only do you have to provide responsibility for that person that you're trying to teach confidence to, you also have to provide encouragement, letting somebody know that you have faith in them, that you believe that they can do the task that is set before them and that they can do the, the work that's already been created for them. Just like it says in the word, I can't quote you guys the scripture and you guys all know that, but it says in the word <coughs> that you have to build your faith. You have to build your faith. So can you teach confidence? You can't. You have to teach confidence through encouragement, responsibility, encouragement, And the third thing that I believe comes into play besides this accident that's ahead of me here on the interstate so the third thing that I believe sorry about that guys I might have to edit that part out I'm actually going to go down Main Street. I'm not going to get caught up in some crazy accident in the rain. So I might be making a bad choice. I might not. Um, ultimately, I don't have to be at work until 11. So if it takes me a little while to get there. That's fine. It's 841 right now a.m. Uh, on February the 4th of 2022. February 4th, 2022. Um, so anyway, guys, um, back to the question, can you teach confidence? I believe the answer to the question that you, can you teach confidence is no. Um, it's not something that can be taught, right? Confidence is not something that can be taught. Can you teach somebody how to do something? Yes, you can. And so through, through um, entitlement, right? Giving somebody responsibility, entitling them to responsibility. So through entitlement, through responsibility, through encouragement, right? Your confidence in them, your faith in them that they can accomplish what's been set before them. Okay, so entitlement through responsibility, encouragement through your own confidence and faith are two ways that you can definitely help somebody to build their confidence. It has to be instilled in them through encouragement, education, and entitlement. Encouragement, education, and entitlement can build somebody's confidence. Um, And there's plenty of biblical principles and and other things that can go along with that. (laughs) You know, encouragement, education, and entitlement. You know, um, if you you provide somebody with a responsibility and tell them that you believe that they are capable of completing the tasks that are set before them, the work that that was laid out for them before they were even formed in their mother's womb. Okay? So if you can encourage somebody that you have faith in them to do that through your faith in Jesus Christ and the word of God and the very simple fact that the gospel is the living word. The Bible is absolutely the living word. 
There's plenty of us out there that can quote the scripture, and there's plenty of us out there that that know the Bible, but don't live the Bible. And there's people that can quote the scriptures and and don't live the Bible. And you know, it it, it comes down to, I think, my personal belief from what I've been able to gather from from my reading and from listening to lots of pastors and, and quite a few sermons and. No, no, by no means am I a, a theologian or, or have I studied the Bible, um, but I do read the Bible. Right now I'm reading First uh, Samuel, which is actually really cool stories. Um, but enough of that. That's a tangent. Um, I mean, we all, we all had work that was created for us and set before us before we ever were formed in our mother's womb. And so if we can just reach out into each other and pour out, that responsibility or that encouragement, right? And that education and encouragement through education can lead to that responsibility. And there's no option after those three things are in place and consistently being poured into somebody, then their confidence will build. I just don't think there's any other option. So can you teach confidence? No, but it does, confidence does require education. Um, that was a stopwatch. I'm going to have to edit that out as well. I'll figure this out. I might actually put this on anchor, turn this into a podcast. Um, and who knows what are we based off? It may be based off the question that they ask on Caleb in the morning. Um, it may be based off just whatever the Lord, uh, puts on my heart. And, and I, that's actually what it's going to be based off period is, is just whatever the Lord puts on my heart. Um, I might not do one every day, but I might. So we'll just have to kind of see what happens, right? Um, but I'm having to take a detour to work this morning, guys, because uh, there's an accident on I-20. And I just don't want to get caught up in that accident. So I didn't necessarily have to take the detour, but I am, um, which is fine. just kind of pondering on that. And I think that I'm going to do a little research on what the Bible says about confidence. I think that's what I'm going to do. A little research on what the Bible says about confidence. If you do happen to listen to this, um, I would appreciate your feedback on uh, on confidence. Um, I guess maybe it'll be in a position, a spot somewhere where maybe you can leave a comment, um, you know, something along those lines. Um, so we'll uh, we'll kind of just see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. 
I don't know if maybe, maybe I'll make, you know, 15 of these before I ever upload one, um, or try to use that anchor app and, uh, and turn it into a podcast. So I don't, I don't know yet what's going to happen. Um, really and truly we all know that only the Lord knows what's going to happen for sure. But I do know from talking to my brother Alvin the other night outside of my men's group, which <laughs> wherever you're hearing this at, whatever church you go to, if there's some sort of way for you to get involved in a small group, and I'm sure you've heard this before from church or whatever, uh, but, but if there's some way for you to get involved in a small group of people who are getting together to fellowship, um, you know, on a, on a regular basis, um, I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage that because just knowing the word and, and living the word um, and being around other people who, who are knowing the word and, and living the word and trying to walk it out as best as we can here, um, you know, amidst all the fleshly desires. Um, so if you're not getting together with a small group of people, then you should be, um, over the phone is fine and zoom. Yeah, that's all well and good. But, but if you're not getting around a small group of people, uh, who are all into and all about the word on a regular basis, um, I definitely suggest that you should. Okay. So anyway, um, confidence back to confidence can you teach it and, and what else is it that about what, what else can you not teach I mean, there's plenty of things that you can't teach right but those are skills and gifts and tools that are given to us by our lord and savior right those are things that are built into us by god long before we were ever created right he's already has work in mind for the future generations Okay. It says in the Bible, for I know the plans I have made for you. I know the plans I have made for you, for I know the plans I have made. Now I know the plans that I will make. Now I know the plans that there used to be. You know what I mean? Like none, none, none of that. For I know the plans I have made for you. And it says that there are plans to prosper you and not harm you, to give you a hope and a future. So if that's the case, then when it also references that the work is already there for us and has been created for us before we even entered our mother's wombs, right? And, and then additionally in Hebrew somewhere, it talks about running the race before you that has already been laid out. So there's already a path to follow, right? So plug in somebody, anybody into the word whether it be your child, your friend, whoever, anybody who you come across and the Lord speaks to you that that person needs confidence, if you plug that person into the word, okay, plug them into the word, get yourself plugged into the gospel, read your Bible, get around fellow believers, right? Plug that person into the point where they can read their Bible and get around fellow believers, okay? Then, then confidence comes through, I don't even want to call it entitlement anymore. I want to say enrichment. I know I said entitlement before, but enrichment through education and encouragement. That's where confidence comes from. The three E's. You can help somebody to build their confidence through enrichment, education, and encouragement. And that, I think, is the word guys. I think that's the word. I mean, 
really, if you if if you really think about it, okay, really, really, really unbox it. You know, you see people all the time who you feel like are more confident than you. You know, I mean, a lot of us, you know, are are watching a pastor, you know, who is preaching to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, and who knows the gospel, but is doing what he's called to do. And that's to be up there and, and talking to all those people and spreading the word like that. But some of us are given, all of us are given a different platform. And we, if we use that platform and teach others to use that same platform, Right. There's I, I don't I believe there's no other way. I, I mean, you, if you don't find confidence, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. If you can't find confidence in the word of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the red letters and the other words that he was that, that he provided to us through people like Paul, who wrote most of the Bible. You know, I mean, guys, if if. Girls, people, folks, if you really, really, really break it down and look at it really close, man, like <laughs> um, there's a worship song that says you pick 12 people nobody would have chosen and you change the world. You pick 12 people nobody would have chosen and you change the world. And you got to think about this, guys, like some of these people were of faith and believed and knew that Jesus Christ, that the Messiah was coming. They knew that he was coming. They had faith and believed that the Messiah was coming because it was prophesied in the Old Testament. And they knew that and they believed that and they followed that and they were the followers of the way, you know? And and then this guy comes in from fishing one night after fishing all night long, right? And who knows why he wasn't a good guy, all right? I mean, I, I, there's no real evidence that he was really a good guy, right? He wasn't a bad guy, but I, I believe there's no evidence that he was just a really, really great stand-up guy. He was a fisherman, guys, a sailor. You know, a sailor. So, <laughs> I mean, like, come on, guys. A sailor. And didn't know, as the saying goes, Jesus from Adam but recognized this man when he showed up at the water, okay? He showed up at the water at the end of the night, a long night, probably our early morning, getting back from fishing. And this fisherman recognized by the words that he spoke and the confidence that was in his voice. Because he already knew. See, guys, the man that was standing on the shore already knew the outcome. Okay? He already knew the outcome. He knew what his encounter with that man getting out of that boat early in the morning or late at night or whatever it may have been, okay? Because you see, he was a fisherman that says in the word that he was fishing through the night.
But when he got to the shore with that boat and no catch to speak of, there was a man on the shore that told him to push back out and throw his nets out the other side. And he knew and recognized by the confidence in his voice, although he argued with him, he knew and recognized by the confidence in that man's voice that he needed to do what he was being told to do. So he did. And you guys know the rest of the story. If you've ever been anywhere near a church, you know the rest of the story. They threw the nets out in the water. Uh, the boats almost sank. They had to call their friends for help. Uh, it was it, it was pretty wild scene, Okay. Uh, more fish than they could have ever hoped for or imagined to have catch at one time. All right. So just unbelievable, unbelievable thing that has just happened. And that's when he knew that he was in the presence of the outcome. Okay. <laughs> and he went home and gave up everything that he had worked his life for to follow that man who had just told him to throw his nets out the other side of the boat. So he may not have had much confidence when he returned from fishing all night long and being a professional fisherman, fishing all night long and not having caught a thing. He fished all night long and didn't catch anything. Jesus shows up. And next thing you know, it's beyond what he could possibly have imagined. So I'm just saying, guys, it's the three E's that lead to confidence. And that's the only way to get it. just like building your faith. And the stronger your faith is, I believe the bigger your confidence will grow. Because I believe that a lack of confidence is just the lies that we tell ourselves. The things that we believe about ourselves and this world and people and even bigger than that, guys, the things that we believe that our God is capable of, right? And so when we start to believe the lies that we tell ourselves, that starts to take our God and his capabilities and the things that he can do and will do for you beyond what you could ever ask or imagine, okay? The things that he can do and will do for you beyond what you could ever ask him. It says right in the word. It's right in the book, guys. I mean, it's in the gospel. It's in, it's in the living word. Beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. So, you know, if, if that's the case, but, but we have restricted him to things that we think that he can do. Right? We, things that we think that he can do. So now we've restricted God, who is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, who created everything that, that we see, touch, feel, taste, even the very breath that we take. But we restrict him 
to the confines of our imagination through our thoughts. Okay? So, I mean, we restrict him down and we package him up into this little box. And we say, these are the things that that God can do. We say to ourselves, this is how far his healing power can go in my life. This is how far the redemption can go in my life. This is that's as far as it can go. It can't go any farther than that. Well, who are you to say? Who are we to say who is worthy of and how far the redemption goes? That's not up to me. That's not up to you. That decision was made for us by God when he sacrificed his only son on the cross. And if if knowing that doesn't help you to build confidence in who you are, who you can be, who he wants you to be, who he's called you to be, then I don't know if there's any other way to quote unquote teach confidence. I just don't know. So, I mean, any, any feedback is definitely, definitely appreciated. Um, I just want to know where, where else could it possibly come from? How could you find confidence in anything of this world? I mean, think about, think about this guys, roads and sidewalks, roads and sidewalks, right? Constructed of two very solid, very, very um, stable, so to speak, right? They're constructed of very solid, very, very, very uh, resilient, uh, long-lasting. I mean, they're designed for, for longevity, right? They're designed for longevity. They're designed to last. Bricks are, are made to last. But let's be honest, guys. If we really, really, really look at these things over the years, right? Do any of them really last? Do any of them really last? Don't we all the time see cracks in the asphalt and the concrete, cracks in the pavement, potholes? If you're ever anywhere near South Carolina, potholes, right? Potholes are a real thing here. That's a native creature in the state of South Carolina. I'm walking inside to get my umbrella. Um, Probably won't stop talking. I don't know if I'm, well, anyway. Um, I'm going to get my umbrella, then I'm going to walk up the hill. I just pulled into work. It's it's 9.03, guys. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> um, all these things that are built to last, they all eventually come apart, right? And 
lots of concrete bricks, asphalt, even with proper maintenance, still, at some point, these things begin to wear. Okay. They begin to wear out. They begin to um, have cracks and, you know, holes. <laughs> and, I mean, just in general. So even things that are built to last, still at some point, will begin to fall apart. Okay? And every, everything worldly. Every, I mean, everything worldly, at some point... Is going to fall apart. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It all returns to what it to, to whence it came. And you know, cool thing, guys, about concrete and asphalt when you really look at that is that you know you can you can look at at a road kind of like the body of believers, right? Because it does say in the book that you know. Um, it says in the book that the church is the body of believers and that we all come together, essentially, to make the church, right? It's not a building. It's not a place you go. It's a people, okay? It's the people, right? And they're all, we're all connected together, right? We're all connected together. And that's just like the roads because asphalt is made of a bunch of little tiny pieces that are glued together. And despite the cracks and the potholes and the missing pieces, right? (laughs) Wow. Despite all the cracks and holes and missing pieces, despite the very simple fact that sometimes, right, there'll be a huge sinkhole. So in spite of that fact, we still have faith and confidence in the roads that we drive on to get us to the places that we want to go. Okay? So now, no, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here, guys. So... Even though the roads will crumble and fall apart in places, okay? Even though the roads will literally crumble in places and fall apart, big potholes will form, sinkholes. We've seen it, guys. You've seen pictures of it where, where, where a sinkhole will open up and just a big part of the road is now gone. It's a big hole in the path. It's a big hole in the middle of the road. But you know something, you know something, take note of this, take note of this. Even though that sinkhole comes about, okay, even though that sinkhole comes about, I want you to try to find yourself a piece of asphalt. Try to find yourself a piece of asphalt that has been broken off. And I want you to take a close look at it. And what I want you to notice about it, the one thing that I really want you to notice about it, okay, is even though that piece of asphalt has broken off, 
the pieces that make it up. are still holding together. The pieces that make it up are still together. Now, there may be some small pieces that got away. There may be some small pieces, some tiny rocks that really, really, really came off. And that might be a thing, guys. Right? There's going to be. There's going to be some small pieces that really, truly fall away. Right? There's going to be. But what's going to ultimately happen is that asphalt, those chunks of asphalt, are going to be recycled. They're going to be recycled. Guys, they're going to reuse those chunks of asphalt at some point to put the road back together again. At some point, they are going to reuse those chunks of asphalt to put the road back together again. And I wonder if any of of us, anybody that might be hearing this, has ever driven down a road that was very damaged with potholes and, and rut, you know, a paved road that was just very, very damaged. Lots of potholes, very bumpy, very rough. Or driven down in an area like over in, uh, in Forest Acres here when there was the flood, there were several areas of road that literally just crumbled and fell apart. <laughs> there was big holes all over the place in the main roadways. And, uh, you know, you couldn't go down some of these roads anymore. And slowly over time, these roads are being fixed and repaired. And as they're being fixed and repaired, they're being opened back up. And as they're being opened back up, those of us that used to travel on them are beginning to travel on them again. With confidence that we're going to be able to get where we are going. Huh. You know, I got a, a really good friend, uh, Sydney Young, that has a podcast called The Pathway to Purpose. Um, you can find that anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. You can find so Pathway to Purpose, Sydney Young. Um, you can find his podcast anywhere you listen. But anyway, guys, uh, I'm walking into work, so I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. Um, I am going to post this because I am now podcaster. Um, Thanks for listening and uh, we'll do it again soon.